Hey everyone, happy Friday to everybody. This is Brother Scott with Thy Word is True Ministry, and this is Faithful Friday. Not only that, it's the first day in October, man. We have three months left in 2021, man. Can I get an amen right there? <laughs> hey, listen, we got a great program here today for you. I hope you stick around with us. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. And this is Faithful Friday on Thy Word is True Ministries. Again, I'm Brother Scott. Thank you for joining us today. If you're joining us live on Facebook, appreciate you being with us. Do a couple things. If you wouldn't mind, uh, click like and share. You know, icon that's up here. You got it on your Facebook down at the bottom of your screen there. Click like and share this video. And if you listen to us by our podcast, again, thank you so much for your subscription and for tuning in to us on a weekly basis here on the Thy Word is True Ministry podcast as we share on Faithful Fridays the wonderful truths of the Word of God. Amen. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you're looking forward to an even better weekend. Uh, I wish I could actually say that. Um, This weekend's going to be kind of a sad one for us. If you could pray for my family, uh, my niece, who was 33 weeks pregnant, still living at home with uh, mom and dad, my brother and sister-in-law, uh, unfortunately, the family got COVID a couple weeks ago, and she got the virus as well. And because of that, complications happened with her breathing, and they had to rush to the hospital last week. And sadly, they had to to a, an emergency C-section to take the baby, little baby Harper. And unfortunately, she did not make it. And so we are going to be getting together this weekend for her services, and it's going to be hard for the family. And uh, so... Please pray for our family, if you would, please. Uh, That's the Bryan family and the Roberts family as we get together to pray for one another, to encourage one another, and to help each other during these sad and tragic times. And uh, I would greatly appreciate that if you could do that for us. Amen. Um, Again, I hate to start start today off on like a sad note. Um, but if I don't get that out there, I don't want to forget that. But do, if you would, please pray for our family. Uh, we do got a good program today here for you as we're going to be looking in the book of Luke chapter 10. And we'll get to that momentarily here. Uh, but what I want to get to here is some things going on in our city here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I just finished up driving Lyft uh, this morning. Uh, I always drive early. That way I can have a po- get here and do the podcast in the afternoon. And uh, I picked a lady up from the airport. I was able to share the gospel with her. It was awesome. She didn't get saved, but uh, you know she got the gospel, and she, I gave her a, a printed copy into her hand as well. But she she flew into town on a business trip, and her business trip is looking for uh, artistic um, uh, talent. And uh, because and I totally forgot about this, but the Saint Saint James Art Fair is going on this weekend, and so she flew in for that. And so I had to drive her down to drop her off to that. And let me tell you something, man. I, it, I've never been to that. Uh, that fair, that art fair, and it's been in Louisville for several years. And, uh, man, I tell you, it is huge. I mean, all the way down 3rd Street, 4th Street, 5th Street, down through St. James. And uh, it is just just plumb-packed full of uh, 
uh, talent of artists and and things that they created and stuff. And you know, one of these years I'm going to get down there because I know my wife likes things like that too. But uh, so that, if you're looking for something to do here in Louisville, Kentucky, if you live here locally, uh, the St. James Art Fair is going on right now downtown. Uh, down there off Third uh, Street and between Ormsby and Hills, Hill Street, I believe it is. And, uh, man, you don't want to miss it. If you get an opportunity to get down there, check out uh, that. It's a local uh, art fair that's been going on for several years. I don't know when exactly it started, but uh, I'm pretty excited that our city still s- sees the um, importance of doing things locally like that. And I know they did not do it uh, last year because of the pandemic, um, and of course they say we're still living in a pandemic right now. I don't know, but bottom line is, is they're doing it this year and it's fantastic to see all the people down there, the artists and all the, uh, uh the patrons down there that's, that's walking through the streets and looking at these things. So that's the exciting thing going on. I think here in Louisville is the St. James art fair. So get out there and check that out. If you're here locally, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Love to know what your weekend plans are, man. Comment below. Let me know. Send me an email. Uh, many of y'all know my email address. It's lions.roar04 at yahoo.com. And uh, comment here, mainly on our Facebook page. You can comment down in the section here. Let us know what your weekend plans. Let us know how God is included in those plans. Because as Christians, man, we got to do everything with God. Amen. It has to be from Him first and foremost. Now, I'm double-checking here something on my facebook here i'm pretty sure i have this going out public to everyone i did some changes on my facebook and i can't remember if it's going out to everybody or not uh so um it should be going out public and i believe it is but anyway uh let us know what your weekend plans are let us know how god is included in those plans and uh and love to be able to to praise god and, and pray for you to god as well with that and everything going on I'm praying that God will bring us a partner in this ministry that can uh, uh, do these these live podcasts with me. Um, not that I feel lonely or anything like that. Um, I mean, I'm looking to do some interviews with uh, local pastors coming up here in the next few months. Uh, try to bring some people in and uh, you know, kind of share their ministry and their heart. Uh, but I tell you, just to have somebody else to talk to while we're while we're on the the air in the program, man, I tell you, it's, it's a lot better when you have someone to kind of, you know, talk off on, you know what I'm saying? Or, um, uh, have that camaraderie where you can kind of disagree and agree on things and talk about particular topics. So praying about that, God's got some things in the works, I know, and we're going to look forward to that, uh, as well. So I can't wait for that to happen. We were supposed to, we, I told you on, um, I think it was Monday. Did we have our Monday meds this week? I don't think we had our Monday meds. It was last week on Faithful Friday, we were talking about Pastor Matthew Thrower from Sturgis Baptist Church is going to be with us. Well, his wife is ready to basically give birth into their first daughter, and they weren't too sure if it would be happening this week or not, and so we decided to postpone uh, him coming on to the program, and we're going to get him on very soon. Uh, I told him, I said, let's wait till the baby's born. Uh, that way, you know, you had to worry about kind of rearranging your schedule a lot. And uh, he said that that'll work. He's he's looking forward to being with us. And so as soon as we get him on, man, you don't want to miss that interview with Pastor Matthew Thrower from Sturgis Baptist Church down in Sturgis, Kentucky. Great ministry going on there. Uh, great church and a growing church as well, too. So you don't want to miss uh, that interview as well. So please stay tuned for details about that. And we'll share with you when we have the opportunity uh, to get Pastor Thrower on here uh, with us. Amen. So looking forward to that. Okay, let's get to the Psalm of the Day. Uh, we do this on a weekly basis. Um, 
I say Psalm of the Day. I, need, I guess I need to say Psalm of the Week, really, because we're not doing this on a, on a daily basis. But we do encourage our, our, our listeners and our viewers, hey, listen, read the Word of God every day. Find time to etch out for God because, you know, He is the most important thing in your life. Nothing else is as important as God. And so we need to carve that time out to spend that devotion time with the Lord. And so uh, take the opportunity to read the Word of God every day. Memorize Scripture. I cannot stress enough on how important it is for every Christian to memorize Scripture. You know, the Bible says that we're to be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in us. We're to be ready at a moment when we're asked questions or something about our faith. We're to be ready to give that answer. And the way that happens is by memorizing Scripture. So I encourage you all to memorize Scripture. So here's the Psalm of the Week. We're going to change that. The Psalm of the Week. Uh, we'll give it to you here on Faithful Fridays, and it is found in Psalm 33, verse 4. And I'm looking for verses that have the word truth in it and how it affects what we do here with the ministry. And the Bible says, For the word of the Lord is right. Oh, man, amen goes right there. The, for the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. And that is so true. Everything that God does is by the truth of his word because his word is right. And again, an amen goes right there. Uh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I appreciate you joining in again today with us. And uh, we're going to be looking again in Luke chapter number 10. If you get your Bibles, go ahead and get them ready. I'm going to give me a drink of water here. And uh, get you something to write with, something to, to write on. Uh, I want you to take some notes because I think this is something really relevant to today, uh, especially with Christians today. Now, Wednesday night we've been talking about the on Wednesday has been talking about the spirit filled life that which we're doing a study on on our Monday Meds podcast. Now I know we've not had Monday Meds this past week, and uh, more than likely we're not going to be able to do our Monday Meds again the week this week coming up. Uh, just scheduling wise is, is is not allowing us to be able to do that is the reason why. So I apologize for those who are looking forward to that. Uh, but also about Monday meds, let me just plug this in here real quick. We normally do Monday meds at 9.30 in the morning on Monday. Um, I've gotten a lot of uh, uh, comments, a lot of a, uh, uh, suggestions about moving that time frame for more live viewers for our Facebook Live uh, for Monday meds. And so I've been praying about it and asking God, would that be what he would want us to do? Because I don't want this ministry to go the way Brother Scott wants it to go. I want this ministry to go the way God wants it to go. And so I believe God is going to have us change that time uh, from 930 in the morning on Mondays to five o'clock on Monday afternoons. And so we're we're praying and we're playing with that time frame right now. And if that works out, we'll be doing our Monday Meds podcast and live stream on Facebook at 5 o'clock p.m. on Mondays. And that'll give people opportunities to tune in to us on live and be able to get in comments and questions and things like that. And that is really why we do our live Pod, or do our podcast live on Facebook is to give viewers an opportunity for you all to send in questions and comments that you have, maybe about the Bible or about something going on in life that you want an answer or trying to look an answer for God in His Word, and we want to try to be a help to you in that. And if we can't find the answers, we will we will find somebody who can help us find those answers, and then we'll post those on our Facebook. On, at Thy Word Is True on Facebook, and so that is the purpose really of doing these live stream podcast, not just doing the podcast 
itself is the opportunity for that interaction. And if you are listening by our podcast, again, this is if you're listening, this is this has already been recorded, uh, and we do apologize about. But you still have the opportunity too, to send in your comments and questions to us as well. You can go to our Facebook page at Thy Word Is True on Facebook and send in those comments and questions that way. Or you can send me an email personally at my personal email address at lions.roar04 at yahoo.com. So let's take our Bibles and go to Luke chapter number 10. We're going to read a portion of Scripture here that's very familiar to us, a very a story that we've probably heard preached several times from the pulpits uh, around the nation here. Uh, but this is something that we need to really look at because I believe it's relevant more today than it ever has been. And the question leads to this, are you a good neighbor? And I'm not just talking about being a neighbor, someone who lives beside you, but a neighbor as in, are you being a good Christian? Uh, I mean, are you living, excuse me, the gospel life? And we're going to see that truth today here in the book of Luke chapter number 10, starting in verse number 30 and reading down through verse 37. I hope you have your Bibles open. I'm reading from the King James Bible. That's the Bible that I believe to be the true, inherent, infallible Word of God. Uh, if you disagree with me, that's fine. You have your title to your opinion, but that is what I'm reading from. It's what I study from. It's what I preach from. And so that is what we're looking at today. So in Luke chapter 10, verse number 30, the Bible says, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and his and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, <laughs> I like that, and by chance, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he just passed by on the other side. And likewise, verse 32, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, verse 33, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. It's very important, those verses that we just read, that we pay a lot of attention to there. In verse 35, And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host, host of the inn there, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. In verse 36, which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto them that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said unto him, go and do thou likewise. So the question again, as, I, as I'm asked it before we read the scriptures, are you a good neighbor? Amen. And as we look at that verse, it's something that we need to really search in our hearts and really answer that question. Because if we're a good neighbor, we're going to see people who are wounded in sin all around us. And we should have compassion like the Samaritan and run to them and bound up their wounds. In other words, give them the gospel, give them the medicine that they need to be whole again and to be saved by the precious blood of Jesus. There's a wonderful picture here how Jesus can rescue an individual who has been wounded by the devil, who has been wounded by sin, and turn him over unto a new leaf. I, hate that, I really hate that expression, but really in this point, I like saying that. Because you're going to take this person who was once dead, and once they re receive the medicine of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Bible says we will live into everlasting life. State Farm Insurance Company has a slogan. Many of y'all know this. You see the commercials all the time. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <laughs> the indication is that they will be there whenever you need them. 
I want you to know, brothers and sisters, listen, Jesus is that very best neighbor we'll ever have. Amen? He'll be that very best neighbor we'll ever need. Why is that? Well, number one, we have damaged people in the world. People are damaged. Look at verse, verse 30 again. And when Jesus, and Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. This passage illustrates the truth that what sin can do in the life of an individual. What sin does to us is exactly what happened to this man who fell among the thieves. Amen? Notice they stripped him. Sin can strip a man of kindness, of his intelligence, respect, character, money, health. He can strip him, sin can strip him of everything. But not only they stripped him there, uh, hold on, real punchline to that as well. They stripped him. Although Satan cannot get the Christian soul, he can help you lose his testimony. In other words, if you are saved, you're saying, well, this is not for me. I, I really shouldn't be listening to this, really. This is, this is for a lost person. He needs to be hearing this thing. No, 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 no. Listen now, brothers and sisters. We as Christians have to guard ourselves as well because even though we're saved, we can still fall among these thieves. We can still fall to sin, and we can still be stripped of the kindness and intelligence and respect and everything in our life. However, the only difference between us and a lost person is our soul will be secured forever. Amen? So don't lose your testimony because of sin. Notice sin stripped him. Sin stole from him. The devil can steal a lot of things from a child of God as well besides his testimony. He can steal his health, his joy, his fellowship with God, his fruitfulness in God's service, his prayer life, and his peace of mind. This man was stripped of everything. He was stolen of all his goods that he had. You know, the Bible says there's none good, no, not one. There's no goodness in us whatsoever. But when we get saved, the Bible says that Jesus takes his righteousness and puts it inside of us which makes us good. Amen? Makes us to have the things that God wants us to have as a child of his. But we we need to understand that the devil can still steal those things from us. Our joy, fellowship with God, fruitfulness, and so on. Notice also that they struck him. They beat this man. The Bible says departed him, leaving him half dead. They wounded him. Amen? Hey, the devil is not your friend. He's your enemy. And we cannot underestimate our enemy because our enemy knows us just as well as God knows us. Sin is not a delight. Although it appears that way, it's, it's not a, I don't know the Bible says that sin is basically enjoyable for a season. Sin shouldn't be enjoyable, period. It's a destroyer of everything we know. So notice here that, that sin not only stripped him, sin stole from him, sin struck him, sin also stranded him. Not only did they wound him, the Bible says, and they left him, they departed him, leaving him half dead. Hey, when the devil is through with you, listen now, child of God, when the devil's through with you, you will discover that the friends he gave you were really not your friends at all. I was speaking to a man today who was telling me that when he turned his life over to Christ, and he he was talking to his best friend, his best friend for 18 years, I think it was, and uh, after they were talking about some things, and this all had to do with the, the vaccine as well, and uh, as I got talking about that, his best friend of 18 years hung up the phone on him, and he's never talked to him since, and that was almost five years ago. Let me tell you something. When we turn our life over to Christ, God will show us who our true friends really are. But when we allow sin in our life, we may think we have real friends, and we're going to understand that they're not real friends at all. So we understand that people are damaged, lost and saved alike. Amen? People are damaged. 
But not only people damage, also notice that pass buyers or passerbys, is that the right word to say? Passerbys? Passerbys are disinterested. Amen. In verse 31 and 32, and by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Psalm 142, verse 4 says this I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I'm going to be honest with you, folks. People today don't care about anything. People today don't care about other people's uh, needs, other people's want, not wants, but needs and things like that. You know, we have a homeless population that is growing by the day. People don't care. People just do not care. And passerbyers, when they see the the wounded, they see those that are sick and sin. Christians, man, I tell you, this 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 burns me more than anything right here. When Christians sees someone hurting and they don't know, they don't do anything about it. Now, we as Christians are to be the peacemakers, not peacekeepers. Again, don't misunderstand that quote in Scripture. We are peacemakers. When we see a problem, amen, we're to do what we can in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to help solve that problem. When we see someone who's wounded and, 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 and needs help, we need to do our best we can to help them. I love Psalm 142 in that verse where it says there, you know, David wrote, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me, and no man cared for my soul. Hey, listen now, the preoccupied, or when we see the disinterested crowd, we see the preoccupied people, Christians and lost people alike. I'm talking to both uh, types of people today, amen? The preoccupied, they never even saw him. You hear you have a priest, praise God, coming by that way, and as he's getting closer, he just looked on him and went on the other side. He, 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 never even, he acted like he never even saw him, amen? Then you have the profit seekers. <laughs> the profit seekers. Hey, would, they would lose money if they stopped long enough to help somebody. Hey, time is money, people. I ain't got time to mess with this over here. I've got to look out for number one. Hey, it's all about me. I don't care about this person. We have a lot of that mentality today in the Christian faith. Amen. It's all about the meism. Has nothing to do about the world. Let me tell you something. We were talking about submission on Wednesday night. And we need to learn how to submit one to another. In the fear of the Lord. The Bible tells us where to do that. Amen. It's a command from God. Why is that? Because our submission to each other shows the measure of love we have to God. Then the Bible also says, if you love me, Jesus speaking, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if God commanded us submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord, then we are to submit one to another. Amen. It's not about us. It's all about Jesus. Then you have the pleasure seekers. Well, we're just too busy enjoying ourselves to help anybody else right now. I'm just enjoying life the way I'm living it. I don't want nobody bursting my bubble or in my in my space. It, no, I, I'm 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 fine the way I am. No, you're not. No one's fine the way they are, especially if they make that statement. If you're fine the way you are, you're really not fine at all. You just don't want nobody to mess with your issues. Amen. And then you have the pious people. They don't think that. He was a good enough prospect for church membership. That's what I think about when I think about the priest when he walked by. I said, oh, I ain't going to help this guy. He can't help my church. And then the Levite, you know, uh, the Levite's supposed to be the, one of the great peoples of God, you know. Well, I, he, he's not going to help me neither whatsoever. I'm going to pass on by the other side. So we understand that people are damaged. We see that past buyers are disinterested. Thirdly, I want you to notice that a physician was dispatched. Oh, I like this right here. Again, in verse 33, but a certain Samaritan, 
<laughs> As he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And amen goes right there. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an end and took care of him. Hey, let me take you to John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hey, if God knew that we needed a physician, then we need to understand when we look at people who are lost in this world, they need the same physician. Amen? Notice the Savior's coming. The Samaritan came where he was. You know, you never, went, you know, before I got saved, I never went looking for Jesus. Never. Not a thought in my mind when I wake up in the morning saying, you know what, today I'm going I'm to search out Jesus because I need to get saved. Never came across my mind, and you cannot tell me that ever came across your mind either. Why? Because the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. In other words, we cannot go to where he is. But praise God, Jesus came to where we were. <laughs> Amen? Religion is man trying to reach God. That's what religion's all about. But salvation, praise God, is God reaching down to man, and an amen goes right there. Notice the Savior's coming. Secondly, notice the Savior's compassion. It said there in that verse there that he had compassion on him. Hey, Jesus cares for the individual. It don't matter who you are, what you've done, how bad you think you are. Jesus still loves you, and he cares for you. Then notice the Savior's cure. The Bible says here he bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. Oil and wine were used as medicine in the Bible during these times. And they are generally looked upon as being a representative, respectively, of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of joy. Both the Holy Spirit and joy have to do with giving strength to the believer in his life. We have that strength through the Holy Spirit that is given to us at the day of salvation. Amen. And when we're filled with the Spirit, as it says in Ephesians chapter 5, when we're filled with the Spirit, things in our life change for the better. Amen. We become better. We become uh, not sick. Hallelujah. We start getting healed and everything. But notice also the Savior's carriage. I like this. <laughs> he set him on his own beast. Man, I'm glad the Savior carries us when we're beaten down. I'm glad when I can't go another mile, he picks me up and carries me that extra mile. That's what Christ does for us. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. In times where you think you're down and out and you cannot go any further, hey, Christ is right there to pick you up and continue carrying you down the righteous path. I don't know the poem by heart, but the poem of Footprints in the Sand is all about that right there. That when we can't go any further, Jesus carries us the rest of the way. And then notice the Savior's care. He brought him to an end and took care of him. Hey, Jesus can fix whatever is wrong with any person's life. You need something fixed in your life? Is there something that's out of sorts that you don't know how to fix? Hey, Jesus can fix it. All we got to do is go to him. Amen? Understand that a physician was dispatched here. And he took care of him and all the things that he needed. He can repair the broken health. He can, prepare, he can repair the broken home. He can repair the broken heart. Praise God. Amen goes right there. Most of all, he can mend the person who has been wounded by the devil and left half dead. You know, no matter how deep in sin a person ever thinks they are, they're never too bad or too sinful that Jesus cannot save them. Amen. 
an amen. We see where people are damaged in this scripture. We see past buyers are disinterested. And then we see a physician was dispatched. Lastly, I want you to notice this. A protection has been delegated. Praise God. In verse number 35, he said, And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. <laughs> hey, don't get ahead of me here. Think about what that verse is saying. I want you to notice the friend in the end. I want you to notice the host here. This reminds me of a pastor and every child of God who's not a pastor, who needs a pastor, that we need to get to the house of God. We need to learn and we need to grow and we need to take our medicines from the word of God. Amen. And that's what the host is. That's what the pastor does. The pastor and the Sunday school teacher, the evangelist, these are men and women who feed people the word of God. But we must take the feeding. Amen? God gives sheep pastors, according to Ephesians chapter 4. And that's what you need. You need somebody to lead you in the righteous path. You need someone to help you, train you, and teach you to ground yourself in the word of God. That's what he was telling this man. that at, Take care of him. Amen? Take care of him. And then I want you to notice the function of the end, not just the friend of the end, but the function of the end, where he says to take care of him. The main function of the assembled church, hey, listen now, is to mend, to mold, and to make good disciples for the world. If you read the book of Acts, the very first church that God established there in the book of Acts, and you see how they came about, the reason they are established is to bring about people who are discipled to take the gospel message out into this sinful world. Amen? Two things are to finance the work of the local church, tithes and offerings. Amen? And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. I love this. Whatsoever thou spendest. That, what, what do you spend when you're, when you're working in the church? Amen? With the, or, or, or the function of the church, I should say. What, what is it you spend? I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, ain't I? I sure am. So the main function of the simple church is to mend, mold, and make good disciples. At church, this is what I meant to say, believers should be strengthened for the task of being good ambassadors for Christ in the world. You know, God tells us, Peter or Paul writes in Corinthians, that we are ambassadors of Christ, that we are the representatives of God Almighty. Amen? Now, number three, this is what I was talking about, the finances. The finances of the work. We see the friend, the function. Now I want you to see the finances of the work, where he says he took out two pence and gave them to the host. And two things I said that that finance the functions of the church, and that's tithes and offerings. Amen? He says, Whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Whatsoever thou spendest. What is it of the church's finances do we spend? And I'm not talking about physical money at this point. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about time. Think about tears, cried over lost souls, travail, teaching, toughness, and tenderness. Whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay. That leads me here to the last one. Notice the future and its repayment. Ooh, I like this. He says, when I come again, I will repay thee. Hey, listen, church. Jesus is coming again. And an amen goes right there. Amen. He is coming again at the judgment seat of Christ. He will reward the true believers of Christ. Amen. He will reward us for the work in which we have done in his name here on earth there in heaven. And in turn, take those rewards and praise God, we'll lay them at the precious feet of Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Like a good neighbor, I'm thankful Jesus is there. And he is our example for us to be a good neighbor as well. 
Jesus wants to save you if you're not saved already. Amen? And if you will only trust him, I promise you, the Bible says he'll not turn you away. And if you accept Jesus just like, like he is, he'll accept you just like you are. He said in his word, if any man come to me in no wise, will I cast him out. Now, we who are saved have been left here not only to take care of those Jesus saves, but also to go out into the world. Hey, listen, church, the, in, 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 the, in the stead of the Good Samaritan and take the healing good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to rescue those who have, been had, who have had their lives ruined by sin and the devil. However, let's remember that our primary purpose for assembling in the church is to exhort one another, edify one another, and to encourage one another to be those good witnesses, to be that good ambassador, to be that person, that Christian, that we can go out into the world and be that witness for the Lord Jesus Christ as we're commanded to several times in the Gospels. Hey, like a good neighbor, Jesus is there. I wonder if we can say that about ourselves. Are we a good neighbor? Or are we just passerbyers? We see the need of salvation in the world. We see the need of hope in the world today, especially if you look around right now. But what are we doing about it? Are we being a good neighbor? Are we being a good witness? Are we doing what we can as a, as a child of God, as a Christian? If you say, I am a Christian, what are you doing to prove that you are who you say you are? We have a lot of people who claim to be a Christian today and they have not slightest clue of the meaning or know for sure if they know Christ is their Savior. Hey, we need the real Christians now to stand up, fill the gap, and let's take the good news and let people know there is still hope in this world today. Amen. That is your Faithful Friday today, and I pray and hope and ask for the Lord to help you in your journey, in your Christian walk, in your faith in the Lord, to trust Him in all things, to, to, to where He can use you to be a good neighbor. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you for tuning in today. If you're tuning to this live stream here on Facebook, thank you for joining us. And again, thank you for joining us on our podcast and listening to us. We are, we'll do this a weekly podcast every Friday. We'll come on around 1 o'clock on a podcast and 12 o'clock on our live feed to give you a word from God to where we can stay faithful because TGIF is not, thank goodness it's Friday. TGIF stands for thankful God is faithful. Amen. God bless. May the Lord help you. Find yourself in the Lord's house this weekend. May he bless you and give you a good day. In Jesus' name. God bless y'all. Take care. How Jesus died to save a world that's lost Up on Calvary he cried I know the truth He rose again This man he was all God And our God he was all man And he's coming back real soon I know